And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas. Because our help comes from the Lord. First, there's many times in the Christian walk we put forth a very strong effort. And that, my brothers and sisters, that's a good thing. But we cannot be the ones who evaluate when we've reached the peak of certain characteristics. Only the Lord can determine when we've reached the pinnacle. A perfect example is love, the first fruit that is listed in the Holy, from the Holy Spirit. Love is the new command that came from Jesus in John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. The first two commands, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then Jesus said, I want you to love one another the way I loved you. Here's the funny thing about love. Ready? Ready? It's supposed to grow. Uh-oh. Next, way too many Christians have a concept that they can never talk to a non-believer. They can't talk to people that don't understand Jesus. That's not exactly how it goes. If we can't talk to people who don't know Jesus, how could they ever come to know Jesus? The difference is that every time we talk to them, we think that all we need to do is talk about Jesus. That could be a big problem. How about we show that we are actually concerned about who they are? And then once we've developed a form of a relationship with them, use that opportunity that the Lord opens to share the deepest truth that will help them the greatest. Wow, what an idea. And finally, here's how it works. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father sent the Son. The Son sent the Spirit. In theology, that's called the order of procession. Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father, but he would not leave us as orphans. He took of himself and poured it out upon all of us through the Holy Spirit. Don't be deceived. The ministry of Jesus Christ is alive and well on earth. Ironically, you and I are the biggest vessels of that ministry. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Just like Deborah in that testimony, right? Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show. David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. You can text us 214 210 8483. That's 214 210 8483. Or you can call us at 972 445 0770. 
That's 972-445-0770. But when you make that call, ho, 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 something amazing happens because you end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D. We say it all the time on the last segments of the of the Friday show. It's like hitting into the weekend, baby. It always feels good. <laughs> Here's something I want you to know. So some people are like, why do you repeat that? Why do you do it over and over again? In the last three days, we've had four new callers. That's why. I told you, David, that was one of my prayer requests. And you should talk about that. What do you mean? Were you praying for people, new people to call? Yeah, I mean, just that, that the ministry grows, the listener grows, and we get some new callers. You know, we love our callers, so I'm like, God, add some more to us. Yeah, okay. I love it. See you see that mindset? That's the mindset we got. They can see that? Yeah? Okay, great. All right, so here's the bottom line. Maybe you've got a prayer request. Maybe you've got a praise report. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you've got the recipe for the best fudge brownies ever made in the universe. I thought you was going to apple pie. I was, I was going to give it up. <laughs> I was going to go to apple pie, but then all of a sudden I had this flash of peanut butter brownies, and I was like, ooh. That sounds great. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> quickly moving on. See, I'm trying to stay away from some of that cheat meal. Not doing that great right now because my brain is all wrapped up in it. Here's the bottom line. If you've got a prayer request, call us. We'll pray. I mean, it's not an overly deep complex I, uh, uh, concept. I have 25 cents of faith. D is 25 cents of faith. You have 25 cents of faith. That right there, that's 75 cents. Right? There's no weirdness about that. That's right. Or something that's a praiseworthy, something that will bless your brothers and sisters. How fantastic. I mean, isn't that not the coolest thing in the world to, to share? I am a companion to all them that fear you. Psalm 119, verse 63. Twelve tribes in Israel, one Israel. Many parts in the body, one body. That's not talking about a local body. Corinth wasn't a local church. That just doesn't make any sense at all. And so the idea behind this is that we share it together. We are under the same father. We have the same dad. We're blood relatives. And we drink of the same Holy Spirit. You might have a different viewpoint as to how it's all going to end than I do. Super duper. I hope you're right if yours is faster than mine. But the idea is to take care of one another, bless one another, and encourage one another. Okay? Somebody's calling in now. So we're going to go to that before we go to anything else. Give him a chance. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, this is Dr. Jesse. Hey, Jesse. How are you? Not bad. How are you, brother? I'm doing really good today. I I, I I worked out two days, and this is my I don't work out day. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna not lie about it. I'm really happy I'm not working out. <laughs> <laughs> great, man. Great. That's yeah, keep up the good work, right? It's easier to it's easier to maintain the momentum than it is to get started in the first place. That is so true. That is right. <laughs> absolutely the truth. You are so correct. It's amazing. That's absolutely right. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, what can I do for you, brother? Yes, I was hoping for uh, to have some prayer. Yes, um, and maybe even your listeners could could help me with this. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm I believe I've got, I, I have a call to the ministry, and I have done some ministry. I was recently an adjunct, a, a, a an interim pastor at a small church, uh, and uh, but I, I want to get back into exactly where God does have me. So my ministry, and I'm. 53 years old and still haven't gotten married yet. <laughs> Not sure what I've been doing. That thing they call life, right? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Busy at life, right? Okay, 
Yeah, you got it. All right, so I'm going to pray for you. Let me tell you something that you reminded me of. I just I got to share this with you. This is before I went into the radio ministry and after I did pastoral ministry. So at the end of doing pastoral ministry, which I did uh, a bunch of times, I thought, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm just sailing through, right? This is before radio. And then okay. this guy, uh, this pastor prayed for me at this church. I just, the Lord said, <laughs> so weird. It was like the Lord said, go to the river. And I'm like, well, go to the river. And there was a river church about a mile and a half from where I lived. I thought, I better go there and so i went there and i met with the pastor afterwards and we talked and he prayed for me and he goes you know you're supposed to do something else and you know you're made for something more don't you and i was looking at him like wow right because that's like how awesome right and you know exactly what i'm talking about i was like that feeling of yeah that's right there's something more and then he prayed for me and that's what then the floodgates open so i want to just pray i'm not going to pray as good as he did he did a great job but i'm gonna pray the same thing (laughs) and i'm just gonna ask the lord to open up those floodgates and give you a peace and a rest while you are waiting to put your hands to the specific task that he has called you to that is your perfect fit if you know what i'm saying that it's Praise the Lord, yeah. Okay. Let's pray real fast. Okay? Father, we come before you right now. Oh, I thank you for my brother. And you know, God, I know exactly where he's at. And what we pray for, Lord, it's not even the patience part of it. It's the confidence that, God, you have not forgotten him. He is yeah. not to the sideline. He's not over there doing nothing. In fact, when we're to the side, oftentimes that's more preparation for getting ready to go in. And so we just pray that you would pour upon him this confidence that there is a door opening that nobody can deny and nobody can shut. And it might not be anything he's anticipating, Lord, but open his eyes just like Elisha prayed for his servant, open his eyes that he can see the opportunity you set before him and launch him into kingdom work. You've told us to pray. We need more workers in the field. Let him be a worker in the field. That's what we pray in response to what you told us to do. And open up his eyes and his mind and his heart and let him not believe he comes behind, but know that with you he can take care of every task that is set before him. Let that confidence reign in his mind and heart. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen, brother. You You got the audience, they're going to be praying for you too. Their their prayers are, they got a lot more faith combined than I got in (laughs) I'm looking for I'm looking for the answer any minute now. All right. <laughs> God bless you. Be confident, but be, walk in that wisdom of patience, but be confident. It cometh. Okay? All right. All right. I will. God bless you, brother. Thank you, brother. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I know exactly that feeling. It's, it's so weird because it's so bizarre when we do stuff like this on the air. And then he comes in and it's like, I remember exactly that pastor talking. And it's just like, wow. I love stuff like that. That's why you went through a date. The testimony. I just love it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't care. I love it. I don't care. Okay. Uh, we're not going to get to what I was going to get to because, we're, but I don't care. That we'll just do the things that the Lord has set before us. But before we get there, I do want to mention uh, one thing. As you guys are praying for one another, okay. Um, I am asking you to pray for my son Joshua. Okay, now I've asked for Julianne multiple times and for Easton. And I was talking to Josh today, and you ever talk to your kid or you ever talk to somebody super close to you and you just feel like uh, they're hurting and they just don't want to say anything? I was just getting that all, all through. And you can't, 
I can't, you know, and and Deb, no, you can't just tell, especially Joshua. <laughs> you can't just say, uh, you need this or you need this. That that goes over like a lead balloon. But if you guys pray for him along with me, because my faith might be a little shaky in some of that, uh, I, I just believe the Lord will help him get to where he needs to get to, because I think he's really struggling. So please take my son and put him on your prayer list, at least for a day, and uh, pray for him. And then uh, be aware of that. He's a super big blessing to me. He's the first Christian begat in the spoon Billy and I loins. Yeah, for <laughs> the first Christians in five thousand years, and he's the first begat. It's like wow, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's never easy. Okay, I will take our break and come back because I just got so much to cover. Uh, but I want to make sure we cover it well. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon Experience? This is Ray Bentley. Ray Bentley, the man, the myth, the legend. On the show. I'm going to say that about you. <laughs> it has been four Ooh. years and, s- and six months and 29 days since you've been live on the David Spoon Experience. Oh, man. <laughs> Finally, I've, I'm sliding in under the tag home safe. You are Finally. safe. Okay. And so I'll tell the entire audience real simple. Uh, after this interview, you can either blame Ray or you can bless Ray because it was his fault a year and a half ago on February 12th when he called me and said, you should be back on the radio. Amen. You just point to that guy. Okay. (laughs) All right. First of all, Ray, I want to ask you a really important question to start everything off with. The time is yours. You determine how much time you've got. It's totally up to you. But I do want to just ask you this quick question. How you doing? (laughs) You know what? I am doing uh, good. I'm doing, actually, I'm doing great. I think these are exciting times. Uh, I I feel like we're in an acceleration of things happening, of God moving, of kind of things that we thought about and imagined prophetically what it would look like. And it's like happening so much so fast with such acceleration. I'm like, I can't hardly keep up with it all. It's just, 
it's a great hour uh, to look up and to encourage one another. You know, I, I do realize there's lots of uh, challenges, and these are trying times, but out of the worst of times come the best of times. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, getting ready for our trivia question. I hope you guys are ready for the trivia question, because if you don't get the trivia question, I'm going to be really sad. The bigger problem is i got to find the trivia question, because I have all these papers all over the place. <laughs> I can go curry. I'm people, looking right at him. He has a lot yeah, of papers. There. People don't understand what happened. So, so you think, oh, he's got that all on the top of his head. <laughs> it's good to know Al is already answering. <laughs> That's the question he's already answering. Uh, he's going to be sorry about this one. Who traded his birthright to his brother for some bread and lentil stew? Who traded his birthright to his brother? For some bread and for some lentil stew. And I have to say this. Uh, we're not going to say who it is, but not even a lobster dinner? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> some bread. Come on, Dave, with bread. the food. You, you, you heard me. It sounds so good. Uh, well, if you're hungry, anything sounds good. Right? A Fig Newton sounds wonderful. All right. Somebody's ready to answer the trivia question. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, Dr. David, this is Buck, Will. Hello, Will. How are you? I'm great. I hope you're a whole lot better. I am doing fantastic, brother. I am doing absolutely fantastic. All right. Now, I know in my heart you're going to get this, okay? I just know you're going to get it. But then I got a follow-up question for you, which is not going to be a hard biblical question. It's just a general question. All right, ready? Who traded okay. his Who traded his birthright to his brother for some bread and lentil stew? Well, uh, that would have been Esau. That is correct, Mundo. Esau did that. Now, now, even if you're hungry, and I'm just going to ask you just a bit, the bread part I can get, but you would have done it for lentil stew too. I mean, is that that's where I'm having the hard time? Not, not a hard time with the bread, but it's just like then you just like some stew. Like really, that's it. That's all I get. I'm like, well, just think of it as bean soup. <laughs> right, but would you try for soup? Okay, that's what I'm. I mean, a corned if you're sandwich. hungry enough. Well, I guess that's true. When you're hungry enough in the flesh, you'll do anything, right, to to survive. Yeah. that's the key. I know it, it was lentil, but it also I've seen it translated as red stew, and I always thought of that as a big bowl of red chili. Uh, see, now that would be better. You're oh, right. Man. See, that, that makes it much more appealing. And then if they top in some onions and some cheese or something, yeah, all right, I'm with you. All right, you have saved the day and brought it back to normal, normal as much as it could have been normal. That was a good job, brother. <laughs> Thank you. And a blessed day to you, and watch out for the storms that come. I will. I will. I'm going to try and get out right off. I'm not answering any, any, any texts until I'm way on the road today. So okay. excellent, excellent job, brother. Appreciate you. Have a blessed day, sir. All right. Bye-bye. All right. All right. We'll have to do our uh, comedic part later because i got to do this earlier part here. Yeah, I do have to teach. It is part of the show. (laughs) Boy, yesterday. If you didn't hear yesterday's show. Oh, man. Right? 
I tell you, we need a part two. It was so good to me. Yeah, you guys, if you, I don't tell you all the time. You know, I don't do that. And uh, but yesterday's show, if you're going through it, yesterday's show, I think is a good show to replay. I'm just telling you. And then you go to the site, and you know it's previous episodes, or there's like ten different places you can figure it out. If you can't figure it out, email me, and I'll send it to you. Okay, just that simple. All right, Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 through 10a. So let me explain that to some people who are newer to this. When you're reading Scripture, Scripture usually is broken down into a Scripture usually be like almost like a two-part, so it would be like A and B. Some Scriptures are really long, so it would be A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Some are A, B, C, so on and so forth. So you ever hear anybody in reference theology or anything else saying 9B to 10C? That's what they're talking about. They're just talking about the portions of the Scripture as they're broken down. Here's what Paul says in Philippians. 1, 9 through 10a, which means just the very beginning of 10. I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment so that you can determine what really matters. Now, watch this. Our love can and should grow. I just want to talk about the basics. There's no... You have, you just take your name. We do it all the time. Stick it in First Corinthians thirteen four through seven. Put your name where the word love is. See how good that goes for you. You know, love is patient. Love is kind. Just stick your name in there. David is patient. David is kind. And you, as soon as you start doing that, you start going, uh oh. Because you can start see where you're falling short. It's like, okay, cool. Now we get that, and you want to grow in that. It says grow in the knowledge, not knowledge uh, about numbers and biology, not human knowledge, but in the knowledge of Jesus Christ as our revelation from comes from our Heavenly Father and the illumination comes from the Holy Spirit. You grow in Jesus. As you grow in Jesus, this is an amazing thing that will happen. Your heart will grow. <laughs> Watch it. I know, I know, it's just, you know, the Grinch story, and then his heart grows three times too big, and da-da-da, okay. It's cute, so don't, I mean, don't freak out. No Santa's not an acronym for Satan, so just stop that stuff. That's stupid. But here's what we are saying. The more you grow in your knowledge, your epigenosa, which is knowledge by contact, and your uh, contact with Jesus, your experience with Jesus, the more you grow in Jesus, the bigger your heart becomes. And the better capacity you have to love. So you want to grow in that knowledge. But then it says something that's very, very specific. Actually, quite amazing. It says, I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment. So that you can determine what really matters. In discernment, we talked about yesterday that one of the gifts that is not in operation in the church, that should be in operation in the church, is the gift of discernment. So that you can know, or the discerning of spirits, so you can know where the origins are and so on and so forth. We should be able to distinguish between good and evil, right and wrong, light and darkness, and to understand what is from the Spirit of God and what is not from the Spirit of God. And why is that so crucial right now? Because the world is trying to redefine love, and here's their definition. Ready? Love is love. That's their definition. They even had that on a on, on poster boards when they when they're protesting for the LGBTQ RSTU or XV whatever. It's like love is love. No, it's not. 
See, that's that's there's no discernment in that understanding of love. Jesus said in Revelation chapter three, verse nineteen, all that I love I rebuke and discipline. I don't hear that. <laughs> where's where's that part? Where's that part of the love? Right? What about Hebrews? Well, that's the only one place in the Bible. Hebrews chapter twelve, verse one through seven. God disciplines those he loves. It's like you can't get away verse 4. You can't get away from it. And so love has to have a discernment with it. Why is that important? Because the way that the world expresses a word like love ruins the definition. This is why you cannot follow human reasoning. This is why when they say things from the media or from the government as though they are truth, they are distorted truths. Look at how Jesus loved did he love Peter? Did he love Peter? Yes or no? Of course he loved Peter. Rebuked him multiple times. Called him Satan. <laughs> he was just like, whoa, get behind me, Satan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But did Jesus love Peter? Of course. But he wasn't going to let Peter redefine what the truth was, nor should Christians allow the world and the worldly and the media and the government and the education systems to redefine what love is, truth is. They wouldn't know truth. I mean, it's the most absurd thing. A person is born, it's like, well, you know, a doctor should really, you know, maybe determine what their sex is in about five years. What kind of stuff? Stupid stuff is, that's absurd. Yet, well, we don't want to offend anybody. Why not? Jesus did. It's like so weird. That's why with this love that grows, there has to be a knowledge of Jesus Christ, a deeper, greater understanding of who Jesus is, and there has to be discernment so you can figure out what's really true, what's really matter, and what really flies in the kingdom of God, not what the world tries to substitute for the kingdom of God. Never forget this one statement. Man's attempt to establish his own righteousness apart from Jesus Christ is always sin, period. There's a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is the way of death. Not my book. I uh, just know what it says. Okay? All right. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. Verse 39, when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Verse 40, meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the city of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every city along the way until he came to Caesarea. He was in Caesarea, by the way, for 20 years, which explains why he had the daughters. But here's what I want you to catch. While he was en route... He landed in the Isotis. However he got from point A to point B is amazing. We don't even know. But what he did was he preached the gospel in every city along the way until he came to his destination. And if you cannot recognize, that is a testimony from God saying you 
take the gospel wherever you go until you reach your destination, which is either you being called up to the Lord personally, corporately, or however it's going to take place. Every place we go, everywhere we are, we take the gospel. That does not mean you grab a uh, a a you know, microphone. It does not mean you grab some kind of uh, horn, bullhorn and scream at people with the gospel. You just make sure that you are sensitive. That's the very DNA we talk about all the time. You're sensitive to the Lord. You're taking the gospel with you wherever you go. You're recognizing that wherever you go, you might have a one-time encounter with somebody, and they might make a decision for Jesus just based on that encounter. Noel and I had that exact thing happen on our way from San Diego to Rockwell, to Fate. And we met somebody at a, from a hotel that we were at and talked to them one time and prayed with her, and she became a Christian. And we never saw her again. It's not, it's not our call. It's up to the Lord. Just be Available. You don't have to be. That's the word I'm looking for. You don't have to be Billy Graham. Like I said, Billy Graham wasn't Billy Graham. In other words, just be yourself. Be available. You never know what the Lord will do and how He'll use that. Okay. That's what's so cool about this test. Now we finished up to chapter eight. Now Acts chapter nine. We're going into Saul, and that is some serious stuff. Here is the trivia question: What was the affliction of the woman who was touched? Uh, who touched the hem of Jesus' robe, and she had an issue with bleeding, an issue of blood, for uh, quite some time, as we know, 12 years. The issue of blood, that is what she sought the Lord for, and she touched him, and then Jesus healed her physically, socially, psychologically, and emotionally all together at one time. Isn't that cool? Jesus is cool. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We love our state. We love KAAM. Great station. And if we expand our show, we're going to we'll learn to love that next station. You know, probably not as much as we love this one, but don't tell anybody I said that. All right, here we go. Uh, we're going to do our trivia question, our next trivia question. Okay, this is a classic. Cla- I love this question. Okay, love this question. Who did Jesus send fishing to get money for taxes? That's just such a good question. Who did Jesus send fishing to get money for taxes. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at he must increase.org. That's the question. Now, we're going we're gonna to still, even though we got people uh, calling in and texting brother. all over the place, we're still going to send you up to the website because that is what we do, folks. That's one of those things that we have to do. <laughs> and so we're going to send you to the website and just let you know that on the website is, you know, without me going into great detail, on the website is a place 
to give as well. There's the ambassador information with new stuff on there as well. Keep an eye out for the new apps, the ones that are going to be happening for Apple, because we're going to be putting that together. It's come, all everything's coming together one piece at a time. But please check out the website if you can give. Great. If you can't, you still do praise or prayer, and we'll be glad to be praying for you regardless. Check out he must increase dot org. Prayer request. He must increase dot org. Praise report. He must increase dot org. Looking to give to this ministry. He must increase dot org. Confused by what's happening right now. He must increase dot org. He must increase dot org. <laughs> Wait, wait, what was, what, what, what? It was like, it was like foul. Really it was quick, like a, though. Well, that was fast. <laughs> All right. Uh, somebody's ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, this is Samson. Hey, Samson. What's happening, brother? Not much. I was hearing some rooster or chicken or hen. <laughs> Yeah, we spent a lot of money on our sound effects, so let's just keep that in mind, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> good. Good. All right, brother, here we go. Who did Jesus send fishing to get money for taxes? Oh, uh, IRS agent? Yeah, I hope he didn't have a gun. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Cephas. That no, is, I mean, Peter. That is correct, Amundo! You know, and I'm not going to be very careful. I have not done a ton of fishing, but if there was the opportunity to go fishing and pull out some coins out of the fish's mouth, I'd probably be fishing a whole lot more. I would say that. Uh All right? I mean, that's correct. How true is that, right? (laughs) Yeah. How's it going, man? Good, good. I want to just. Um, mentioned that I'm where I was so happy and glad when I heard the, uh, Deborah's testimony, and also Brother D uh, is praying for the new audience. So I'm I'm with you guys uh, because that's we need that we and, need Brad. and that we need and God is faithful and uh, His mercy and grace is new every day for all of us. That is exactly yeah. right. A big and a big so, part of that is people receiving that because. They don't think they're worthy, or they don't think they're fit, or they don't think this, or whatever. It's like, God's not giving it to you because you're good. God's giving it to you because he's good. That's the difference, yes. right? And I'm rejoicing with you. Amen, brother. I Amen. appreciate it. I appreciate All right, that. then have a Shabbat Shalom. All right, God bless you, bro. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, there's our brother Samson. Okay, so we are going to do uh, history because there is something in there. That's really classic, so let's do history, and then we got to get to the next teach. Go ahead. Let's go live faith in the past. Let's go live faith in the past. All right, uh, today is Great Poetry Reading Day, which is funny because I didn't remember that it was that when I wrote that. You know, if you watch the news, you catch the blues. If you yeah. read your Bible, you get revival. That was a nice little rhyme. Yeah, it's not bad. And then here's my mom's favorite. I'm going to give you my mom. My mom passed away many years ago, but here's my mom's favorite. Roses are red, violets are bluish. If it wasn't for Jesus, you'd all be Jewish. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, today is National Blueberry Pie Day. Oh, my goodness. I love that, wow. right? It's bad, bad for the teeth, great for the stomach, right? Uh, National Superhero Day, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. My only thing is great in the 60s and 70s and even part of the 80s. Terrible from there on out after that. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, 2003, on this day, Apple's iTunes Music Store opened up, selling one million songs in the first week. Wow. That's a, that's incredible for, for 20 years ago. And then uh, 1930, on this day, the first night game in organized baseball took place on this day, 1930, at nighttime. That was a while ago. A little while ago. That's right. And then last but not least, 19, or sorry, 1887 was the first Auto official automobile race. Yeah, I know. Oh. Before the Model T, so before we got to go way before. Okay, all right. Okay, that's that. Let's get into. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. I know that, but it's funny. All right, let's get into our next text, and I want to make sure we get this right. First Corinthians chapter five. First Corinthians chapter five, and we will be looking at verse. 9 and 10, verse 9 and 10. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, verse 10, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world. Okay? People hate this text. (laughs) Give that text one more time. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 through 10, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 through 10. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with the sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world, or the greedy, or the swindlers, or idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world. So we got to make some distinguishments and really understand what he's saying. When it says don't, it says, uh, don't associate with the sexually immoral the idea behind associate is to keep company, okay? But he's not talking about the worldly. He's talking about brothers or sisters who are sexually immoral. So like, don't, that, that bad, you know, bad company, bad company produces bad behavior. Better watch that. So it's, it's, it's like, no, 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 you got to be careful there. And then he goes, but not at all. And when he says the phrase not at all in the Greek, he's like, but not meaning, not at all. I'm not talking about. You come up with any uh, you know, translation you want there. That's fine. Not talking about the worldly ones. Here's the key about engaging, uh, hanging out with people in the world. I'm just going to give you the, the, the three words that will help you fully understand. Ready? Engage. Don't entangle. Do you understand the difference? Engage. Don't entangle. Okay? It's not a friendship that you go into at that deep level of friendships. We already know James 4.4 talks about friendship with the world. Is, is It puts you as an enemy with God. But it doesn't mean you don't have an association. It doesn't mean you never see them. It doesn't mean you don't keep company. You probably shouldn't share your deepest concerns and your greatest prayer requests with them because they're not exactly the faithful people to do that. But the idea that you never hang out with anybody except for Christians is a problem because if there is no association with sinners, that means that we left the world and we've become monks. And Jesus, ready, wasn't a monk. I can't, I can't, I'm sorry. 
puts a lot of strain on the phrase go out. <laughs> it's like, how do you go out if you can't get out of the cave that you're in? That doesn't work. And it, the truth of the matter is that Jesus was called a friend of the sinners. Got to do something to hang out with sinners to get that reputation, don't you? Matthew eleven nineteen, the Son of Man came eating and drinking. They say he's a glutton and a drunkard, a drunkard, a friend of the tax collectors and the sinners. Here's the problem. I want to make sure we say this correctly. Okay, I want to I want to make sure that I when I say it, I don't insult anybody. But I'm trying to kind of maybe what I'm trying to do is open up your little the horizon level just a little. Okay, the church is not a retreat. The church is not a, you know, fall back. I don't want anybody to hurt us. We're safe here. That's the wrong idea of what a church is. It is a lot of safety, but that's not what the idea for the church is. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to use I'm going to use somebody else's saying. It's better than my sayings could ever be, but it's brilliant and it's right, and we should be following this and I've never met a pastor ever who didn't agree with this when you say it. Ready? Ready? Here's the saying. Here's the saying. The meeting place, okay, the meeting place. What's the meeting place? The church. Is the making place for the marketplace. Do you hear that? Not mine. I didn't do it. Not mine. The meeting place, the church, is the making place for the marketplace. In other words, the church prepares us for ministry and helps us draw closer to the Lord and to one another so that when we're out in the world, there is something that we go out in the world with. You don't have to be a, a preacher. You don't have to be a teacher. You don't have to be obnoxious. You don't have to talk a lot. You just have to be available. The Holy Spirit will do a lot if you will just be a vessel of God's grace and mercy. You don't have to figure everything out. And the idea that you can't, the idea behind this is that you don't want to get entangled with the world. But that doesn't mean you don't engage. That doesn't necessitate that you're always nice. It doesn't necessitate that you're always rude. It seems like everybody just, we hit to the extremes because they're, we're comfortable in that. And I understand that. But it, it's more like we should be softer to what the Lord is trying to do at the moment more than anything else. Because you know what? For many people, you're the only person that will represent Jesus. But for those that have rejected and have despised don't get entangled with them. Cut that. Be careful about that, right? It's easier for them to pull you down than you to pull them up. But that doesn't mean that you run away and hide in a cave, okay? That's, yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> That's not what Jesus did, so we don't do that, okay? You just live about your life, and the Lord will bring people into it. All right? Take a break, and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill. Can't stand the shame. 
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. It only takes a minute. We're just joining our faith really together, believing that God's graciousness is here for this. Father, we come before you and we ask you in the name of Jesus, with help from the Holy Spirit, that you would touch in our audience those people who are physically hurting. There are some where their pain is really intense on a regular basis. It's just very, very draining. And we ask that you would give them strength and you would renew them and you would empower them. But most of all, that you would heal them and you would touch their physical bodies. And even if it can only be for a short period by your determination, we ask that that would come for them and they would get that relief. And for those that are just drawing closer to you, that there would be some great sense of comfort, some great sense of wisdom and trust. But heal those who are hurting from the smallest item to the deepest and most serious element. Nothing escapes your notice. So minister to those people by your grace and by your mercy, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's give some props to our good friend Abraham, who got the pow-pow on that last one. Very nice. Um, I don't know how many pow-pows he's got, but I know that's got to be a blessing for him. Uh, I will also tell you that I will not be responding to texts until I am well on the road. I'm meeting with... Uh, actually, Roslyn's pastor, the pastor of the— You've got to fill the, in for it. Yeah, well, he's—I'm yeah, going to jet, drive down there, meet with him for coffee, and then between him and I, if if it floods really bad, then we'll just, you know, we'll just try and witness to everybody in the room uh, at the coffee place. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to meet with him today to figure out for what we're teaching on July 2nd. So I want to make sure I'm going to—you know, what I do, I know, some, but I know what I want to do. Uh, he probably knows what he wants to do, and then we combine those, okay? 
Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool stuff. I love it. All right, uh, we are going to do our trivia question, and I am going to do my jokes because I have to do them in honor of Eric because they're plain jokes. <laughs> so there you go. So here's your trivia question. I love this. This is like my favorite question. Here's your trivia question. What was Jesus doing in the boat? Okay, this is your trivia question. What was Jesus doing in the boat when the disciples thought they were going to perish in the storm? What's Jesus doing in the boat when the disciples thought they were going to perish in the storm? Okay? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So, uh, excellent job by everybody on this today. Uh, let's see. The gals got a pow-pow earlier today. Uh, Ginny just got her pow-pow, so that's nice. We do have somebody ready to answer the trivia question. We have to roll because we only got 10 minutes left in the show. So let's bring them on forward. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Um, well, let me wake up first. <laughs> 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 this is Stephen. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Stephen. How are you doing? How's the weather so far? You could be our weather reporter right now. How's the weather? <laughs> It, um, I don't see any clear skies, but it's, I don't see any rain or wind either. All right. I'm a little more concerned about the, the softball size hail that they've made reference to, <laughs> which is like, you know, rain is one thing, hail, that's another. <laughs> um, we don't have any hail at this point, or at least where I'm driving, and I'm in Irving, so I'm not too far from you. All right. That's pretty good. Um, All right. So there's nothing bouncing off my car. That's... <laughs> And, and it's good that other cars but, aren't bouncing off your but cars. I think, but I think uh, I think Jesus was sleeping. He was, in fact, snoozerusin. That is right. And I just I love I love that that's in scripture because it's just so what we think. You know, we're gonna drown. Don't you care? You know, and he's like. All right, relax. <laughs> you know, it's almost like you just can tell. There's well, something just like, wow. They neglected the power of the word. Exactly. Exactly, my brother. Exactly right. And I, I, I got to tell you, I do this one teaching where I talk about when they woke Jesus up. See, I don't think they went over to Jesus and stroked his head and said, Jesus, get up. I think they were in there freaking <laughs> out, you know, going, oh, get up, get up, you know, kind of thing. Get up. <laughs> Talk about calling on the name of the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent job. You are terrific. I love it when you call it. Excellent job, brother. Fantastic. Uh, (laughs) I hope you enjoyed the other joke I emailed you. (laughs) Yes, I did. I did. It was classic. You were great. I love you. But the description would be (laughs) necessary. Yes. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. And thank you for your humor. It's awesome. What a blessing. (laughs) Bye-bye. Always nailing it down, right? Just so funny. Just so funny. All right, I am going to do these uh, three really quick jokes uh, uh, because I I think they're funny. Okay? But I'm doing them for Eric. So I'm doing this as a a gift. I have one more I'm going to wait on, though. Ready? Here's three really fast jokes. A passenger says to a flight attendant, Excuse me, how high is this plane? The flight attendant said, about 30,000 feet. The passenger said, oh my, and how wide is it? How high is it? How wide? Okay. 
Easy. Eric's going to think that's funny. Uh, an airliner flew into a violent thunderstorm and uh, was soon swaying and bumping in the sky. One very nervous lady happened to be sitting next to a minister who turned to, she turned to him for comfort. She said, can't you do something? She asked. He said, I'm sorry, ma'am, said the pastor. Uh, I'm in sales, not management. Praise the Lord. <laughs> sales, not management. And this is just good because I just went to the airport and everybody should appreciate that. A man is now able to cross the United States in eight hours, four hours for flying, and four hours to get to the airport. Nip it in the bud. <laughs> Four hours to get to the airport. You ain't kidding. That's funny. Those are funny. Okay. I don't care what anybody says. Those are funny. All right. Uh, here you go. Ready? First Corinthians 15, 10 through 11. This is how we'll end the show. You know I'll be praying for you this week, and I need you guys to be praying for me. So don't forget to pray for uh, Eric and Lisa and their situation, Making that, asking the Lord just to give them great favor. Here's 1 Corinthians 15, 10 through 11. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. Okay? All right. First of all, I am what I am. Used to be, just so you can know, in Lunt Marble Avenue Club in Phoenix, Arizona, at Central Central and Indian School or 7th and Indian School, there was a Lunt Marble Avenue Club, and they used to have a sandwich called I Ham What I Ham. Actually, it comes from this reference for you, which is hilarious. I just thought I'd share that with you. You guys might think that's funny. All right. Paul says, grace to me was not wasted. Now, that is a great examination question for all of us. Grace has been given to us, not just situationally, but in our position in life, is the grace that God has poured upon your life, is it a little bit of a wasted? There's more to do with it, you know? Did our brother call it and say he wants to be more involved in the grace of God? He wants to be more involved in ministry. He's got the, the absolute right heart saying, I want to take the grace that has been given to me and use it in ministry in some format. That's the right spirit to have. And then Paul says this, and this is really important for us to catch. I don't want you to miss this. He says, on the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. So right there, you think, ooh, ooh, you know, oh, Paul worked harder. See, he's got the grace, but he's working harder than other people. But then he gives the truth to what that means. And that he says this, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not me, but the grace of God that is within me. Ah, oh, see, 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 see. Paul worked hard for ministry, but not because of Paul. You work hard at what you do and probably do the best you can. God bless you. But if it wasn't for God's grace, it wouldn't be. In fact, because Acts 17.25 makes it absolutely impossible to miss, every breath that you take is a gift that God has extended to you, starting with your first breath and going way past your last breath since you're going to spend eternity with him 
But every great thing that you have done, that I have done, that we think we've done, every great child, every great parent, every great this, every great job, every great painting, every great song, every great sermon, every great anything that is truly noble, good, righteous, healthy, any of those things, that is by the grace of God. Because man is full of sin and left to our own, we are uh, dirty rags. But by the grace of God, and I mean the grace of God, we get done all these things, and he blesses us, blesses us in them. I'd like to use an example. I'm just going to do a real quick shout-out for Aunt Deb on this. So Aunt Deb, she's in real estate, and she works hard. She probably works more hours than most of us. She probably gets paid less than us per hour. Haha. <laughs> anyway, so here's the, here's the thing. She did a great job for Noel and I. We've been in the same house for five and a half years. The connection that she, and you know what? She did a fantastic We told her she did a fantastic job. You know what? She didn't do it. God did it. Now, God used her to do it, but God did it. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, that was a great show. That's great. Yeah. But left of my own, I would just be a bigger mess than 99% of you. Not all of you, but 99% of you. <laughs> it's by grace. Every breath is by grace. Can you just say amen and thank you? All right. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 70 and one-half hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.